and welcome to the 28th episode of the Not Your Mama's Gamer podcast, a podcast where we talk about games and gaming from a feminist perspective. I am your co-host, Samantha Blackman. I am an associate professor here at Purdue University in wonderful West Lafayette, Indiana, um, where I research and teach uh, new media theory and minority rhetoric. Um, and more specifically, in new media theory, um, my focus right now is game theory. I am joined today by um, one of my usual co-hosts, Alex Lane, um, a guest co-host, Charlotte Hyde, um, and unfortunately, our other co-host, um, Sarah White, couldn't join us today because of scheduling conflicts, but the show must go on. Ladies? Oh, I'm Charlotte Hyde. I'm a uh, PhD student in... Rhetoric and composition at Purdue. Um, my, my focus is on professional and technical writing. Uh, I am Alex, as usual. Um, I study games and gaming industry, um, looking for feminist issues and gender issues in them. Well, that's the way to put it. All right. <laughs> So, we'll do our usual thing today, which is the what you're playing, what you're reading, what you're drinking, and then move on to the uh, fun stuff. Um, so, this week, I think it's been pretty a pretty busy week. We've had lots of good stuff come out, um, and then people start catching up with stuff. Um, so, uh, what you playing, Alex Lane? Alex Lane is playing, uh, I'm still playing Hero Academy pretty vigilantly. Uh, we talked about that last week, so I don't need to go over that. I um, played Coral this week, which we talked about um, on the last podcast. That's a uh, a sort of war of the words game where you uh, kind of like a weird... Like, it's like Scrabble word. meets Risk. Yeah, Scrabble meets Risk. That's a perfect way to put it. So you, you have an army and you have like these little territories and you have to go try and take over these other territories by spelling like better words. Than the other person. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of lame. And then Kingdoms of Amular. Uh, Sam let me play that for the afternoon. Um, she lent me her copy. Um, which was so sweet. Um, and then I played Tropico 4. I played the demo that's available on XBLA. And then got obsessed with it. So I went to go rent it. But they only had Tropico 3. So then I played that for the entire weekend last weekend. Because um, they didn't have Tropico 4. So I am vigilantly waiting for them to put Tropico 4 out on XBLA for me. Uh, I put Coral on there twice. Whoops. Uh, I also played Heavy Rain as a precursor to our issues, um, our issue of the week this week. I played... Or you say replayed Heavy Rain. Replayed, for sure. Yeah, since you finished it in like one sitting last time you played it. Well, go bigger, go home. You know? <laughs> uh... Although I think I almost got divorced because like my husband came home and I'm like covered in Cheetos and have like Mountain Dew all over and I hadn't moved for like 12 hours. I was like, hey. <laughs> He's like, what is wrong with you? So uh, that happened. And let's see. I also started playing Ticket to Ride Pocket, which I won't go into all the details, but I can't stop playing. In fact, Sam was trying to get me to watch a video yesterday and was getting very irritated because I kept sneaking my phone out and playing it. Yes. And then um, I played Jamestown, which is my indie game of the week. So I'll talk about that later. Awesome. What about you, Charlotte? What you playing? I am playing Amy, mm -hmm. um, Alice, Madness Returns, which I'm really enjoying, um, except for some odd spots where it, you get stuck and it doesn't seem like you should be getting stuck. Um, 
like stuck like in the narrative or stuck no, like just physically? Stuck. Oh, <laughs> I don't know like, the demo of that. I haven't played it, it yet. It won't. Uh, you know, I mean, of course, you expect to get stuck in like when a boss comes along, you got to beat it. But mm. I got stuck just trying to cross some dominoes, and it's just a little frustrating. But mm. it's interesting. Um, it's an interesting game, and I'm enjoying it. Um, I played. Uh, I've been replaying parts of Heavy Rain, trying to make myself feel better about it. And um, so I've been replaying Dead Rising also. Now, Amy, we talked. I we talked about Amy because I played it, and then we talked about it last week. What did you think about Amy? Well, I'm only on chapter two right now, so mm-hmm. so far I'm not annoyed yet. Um, I have read the reviews though, so but it's a zombie game, so I can't read this. Sure. Games. You read the reviews and you still bought it. I did. Oh. I, I, I played the demo and then and then, <laughs> and then I just couldn't I couldn't help myself. Right, so. See, at least I had an excuse. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, what have I been playing? Um, Skylanders. Okay. And if what you are my partner, I want you to not listen for like the next five minutes. Okay. So pretend you just hear everything's cool. <laughs> You're a better cook than me. <laughs> Right. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, Skylanders. Um, I bought Skylanders a while ago, um, and it was just sitting in my pile of shame because I had not opened it. Well, I had opened it, and Pete immediately took all the little figurines and ran off with them. Um, so it took me a while to like collect them and uh, work out some kind of deal with her, where as she could have them every time, except for the time when I was actually playing with them. Um, so. Um, I actually started playing Skylanders, and that was a really big mistake. Um, <laughs> it is like, a, it's, it's, I would call it a, a kid's roguelike. It is a roguelike, without a doubt. Um, and it's actually a whole lot of fun. Um, you, of course, you, everybody knows how this works. You put your little figurine on your portal, and that is a character you're playing with. Um, and you actually have to have the the, char- the little figurines physically on the portal. Um, it is, you know, it's the uh, enemies when you dismiss them, shall we say, do not die so much as they turn into fruit and little orbs of light that you that you absorb uh, for experience. Um, but it's like a it's like a rogue like trainer. Because it, one of the things, you wouldn't want a kid necessarily or a new gamer to play a roguelike because there's permadeath mm-hmm. and they get frustrated and they're like, okay, there's no way in hell I'm going to keep playing this game where I die and I die for good. Well, with Skylanders, it's actually like a roguelike in training in that your individual little characters will die. I'm sorry, they don't die. They get tired and they need to rest. That's what they tell you. So they like lay there with their tongues hanging out, panting because they're tired and you can't use them for the rest of the level. So they do, they do, there is a a semblance of permadeath for each level. So it's kind of getting you ready for the idea of permadeath in a real roguelike. Um, And it's really easy. There is no doubt about it that you can breeze through this thing. Um, I think it's got like 22, 22 chapters and I'm 11 chapters in. So, and I'm sure there's a, you know, it's going to be 22 chapters and then the big boss. So there was one, there was one, and this is the part that it's still, if you're listening, Lisa, turn it off now. Um, or at least turn it down for the next couple of minutes. So there was this one section <laughs> where, um, I only had my starter pack, which gave me three characters. Um, and I was playing, um, it was a boss battle. So the boss who was chaos, um, 
would send his minions and you had to fight the minions. There were four rounds of minions, okay? And I had three characters. I was able to make it through the four rounds of minions um, without losing all of my characters. So sometimes I would get down and, and three of them would have like very low health um, or one of them would be dead and one of them would have low health and one of them would be pretty strong. Um, but then the son of a bitch would turn around and say, okay, well, you beat my minions. Let's see if you can beat them all at once. And then send all four of them at once with your weakened, with your weakened line. Um, so I just could not make it through. Now, what happens is when you beat each, like, mini boss, it would drop um, food, right? Either like a little fruit thing or a pretzel or something like that. And you pick it up and it would bring your, um, it would bring your, your health points back up. But what happens as soon as you kill one of the minions, a cinematic start where Chaos's little floating head comes up and goes, well, you beat him, so now you have to be blah, 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 right? But once that cinematic starts, you can't move. Oh. So, and, and if you, unless you were standing right next to the minion when you killed it, you missed that, you missed that food um, once it dropped mm -hmm. because the cinematic was starting, you wouldn't be able to get it. So I was, I spent, I, I must have played that level, I swear, 20 times trying to make sure I was standing next to the minion when he died. And finally, I just said, fuck it. What I need is one more. <laughs> I need one more Skylander. So. I went to the store <laughs> to buy one Skylander. Uh -huh. Now, everybody knows that, uh, well, there, there's that, you know, Activision has clearly been not been releasing these Skylanders in the numbers that they should have. Um, either because they were trying to create, you know, they were trying to create this, this, uh, this hyped up economy mm -hmm. for Skylanders, or they just didn't know how um, popular they were going to be. So I went to the store, and the first store I went to had no Skylanders. So I said, fine. So I went to the big, I went to the unnamed game store. They had no Skylanders. They hadn't had Skylanders since the, the second round of Skylanders out, and they haven't had Skylanders since the first round um, because they're releasing different Skylanders in each round. Um, so then I finally ended up at another big box store, and they had no individual Skylanders. They only had three packs. Now, see, a sane person would have just said fuck it and went home. Okay, I'm a not saying. A sane person wouldn't have went out there in the first place, but yeah, I got you. Or driven from store to store <laughs> looking for a Skylander. Right. Um, so I ended up with a three-pack of Skylanders. And, um, and I went home and I beat the level. And, and actually, the funny part is, once I came back, now all this time I'm processing this, because you know I process crazy, like crazy. Uh -huh. All the time I'm processing this, I went back and I fucking beat the level with the three I had at home. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> so now I have three more Skylanders. And then the next morning, <laughs> P wakes up and the Skylanders are still kind of sitting on the couch next to me. And she she she's three and she doesn't understand the fact that, you know, mama's got her own little addiction going on. So she goes, Mama. <laughs> I said, Yes, honey. Where'd all these babies come from? We didn't have all these babies yesterday. <laughs> and I was like, and that's exactly what I did. I was like, shh, if you be quiet, you can play with them. <laughs> She's like, okay. And she grabbed them all and ran off. <laughs> I feel like there are several issues that we could talk about with that story. 
I don't want to burst any delusions that you may have. <laughs> so. so Skylanders, definitely, um, uh, and you know, it's a great game for kids. I think kids would love it. And, and P, I think this will be her first for roguelike. I won't, and we don't do guns in my house. And only one of my Skylanders actually has a gun. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's the techie one. Um, so the other one's like shoot water. Um, from a hose, uh, one shoots water from, um, oh, it's a water dragon, so he shoots water from his mouth. Then there's a regular fire dragon. Um, and the guy with the gun doesn't shoot, it doesn't shoot bullets, it shoots gold coins. Hmm. So, um, but still don't like guns, but you can, if, if you don't like guns, um, like you can definitely, because you can choose your Skylanders, tailor your kid's experience with this game. Um, that being said, um, I also... I forgot to mention this one. I also played this next one, too. Well, we played this... Uh, you, you mentioned it last week. Did I mention it? You mentioned it okay. last week that you played remember. Shadows of the Damned. And I had just gotten it back from Alex. And um, so Alex was, oh, it's a great game. You'll love it. You'll love it. So I grabbed it and I played it. And, yeah, I wanted to kill her. And now, the gameplay was actually good. The narrative... I'm going to find the text message you sent me after you played that. ...was the most offensive thing I had ever seen in my entire life. Now, because I told you this really long story about Skylanders, I'm not going to tell you this really long story about Shadows of the Damned because Alice Lane and I are going to post a vlog, a, uh, a video vlog about... Shadows of the Damned that includes kind of the opening cinematic and the first level um, and that, that will detail in great, in, in, will go into great detail about uh, my initial reactions and uh, the later reactions that we had to the game as well. So we won't scoop ourselves with that. If Alex can find the message that I sent her where I probably threatened to murder her. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay, so here we go. <clears throat> Well, should I? I think I can say that, right? No, it's not going to give too much away. Okay, It'll be like a teaser. So she sends me this message: average time between dick jokes in Shadows of the Damned is less than thirty seconds. Throw in constant references to Johnson, the tool for every job, and it comes down to fifteen seconds. Thanks for the heads up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that'll definitely be a nice teaser, um, and you can look for our vlog really soon. Um, other things that I played, I uh, last week I, I downloaded the demo for Kingdoms of Amular uh, on XBL, XBL, Xbox Live, mm. um, and played through it, um, and was immediately um, addicted. And so I got it this week when it came out, and I was up until five thirty this morning. Um, playing Kingdoms of Amular, um, and I am totally and completely addicted, and I will probably get struck by lightning for saying this, but I think I like it better than Skyrim. Gasp. I know. You are not serious. I, I loved it. I, you let me play Skyrim too, and I like, I would play, if you gave me two, both of those, I would take King, Kingdoms of Amular right now. I think I, I think I like it better than Skyrim, and I don't even get to kill dragons. Um, I don't know why. I wonder why. I don't know. I, it, it's beautiful. It is an it absolutely is beautiful. beautiful game. It is. Something while Skyrim is very gray, um, yeah. and you know it's all about dragons, and it, it looks like it's all everything's covered in it's covered in soot, including the people. Um, Kingdoms of Amular is a very 
Um, it's very bright. Lots of jewel tones. Um, it is very, in terms of in terms of sci-fi, in terms of sci-fi and lore, I would say closer to the happy times of Lord of the Rings and Hobbiture instead of um, the Dark Eye times. You know what it kind of reminds me of is Fable Three. With the colors, yes. The colors and, like, what I like about it is you have a lot of different abilities. So, like, I like to, like, crush people with my sword and I like to shoot fireballs and stuff. So, like, it gives you the option to, like, totally customize. Yes. During this fight, you can do this. During this fight, you can do this. So, I, I, I enjoyed that part. You can customize not only your weapons, your weapons of choice, but you can also customize your role. Mm-hmm. It does not make you choose whether you want to be... Um, melee or mage or healer or it doesn't make you choose it says um, it because because you have died and come back to life you have no fate so everything is in your own hands including the giving you the ability you can choose a specific role so that it helps you kind of when you level up and so on and so forth or you can say you want to remain fateless mm-hmm. um, then you just get extra experience right and then you get extra experience and all that other fun stuff I, I totally enjoyed it. Um, yeah, and I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Um, I'm going to run through this because I played a lot of shit this the last yeah, couple of weeks. Um, I played the demo for Scary Girl. What is that? I haven't heard of that. It is a, it's a platformer. It's on XVLA. Um, okay. It is um, where you are an abandoned kid who gets found by an octopus, but you have all these special powers and somehow you take on um, kind of these weird demonic octopus powers as well as you make your way through the platformers and kill stuff through the platformer and kill stuff. Um, it was okay. I'm not a big platformer fan. I like platformer, so I might do you, it. You'll love it. It's a good platformer, but I'm not a huge platformer fan. Um, Check it out, definitely, if you like platformers. Like I said, try the demos on XBLA. Um, I played the demo for Final Fantasy XIII, too, because back in the day, I was a huge Final Fantasy junkie, and I keep waiting for another Final Fantasy um, that will suck me in, so I played the demo for Final Fantasy II. Um, beautiful game. Um, the it, It's still turn-based combat. Um in all the beauty, a lot of the combat gets lost, and it, and it, it actually gets to be pretty difficult because you can't see what the fuck's going on with all the flashing lights and blaring techno music. Um, and at the end of every combat scene, or near the end of every combat scene for like finishing moves, there's a quick time event. And I don't want quick time events in my Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not happy with that. So I did not pick up uh, Final Fantasy Thirteen Two, um, and it's uh, on on release because it's just not for me. Um, what else? Let's see. You played Darkness Two, which I played, I played last week. Darkness Two, which Alex played last week. Um, it is a great game. Isn't it it great? is absolutely. The only thing was, it was kind of disturbing to me to be a demon. Well, yeah, which makes it awesome. <laughs> I was kind of disturbed by being a demon. But you so resisting. I'm, I'm like going through and I'm like ripping people in half and shooting people and doing shit. And I'm like, yeah, this is cool. And I was like, damn, but I'm a demon. Um, so I wasn't really, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm sure I'll go back and play it again at some point, but it's not a buy now thing for me because I got to process that whole being a demon thing. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, 
I got everybody addicted to Ticket to Ride Pocket because when it, it was uh, it was free, it still is free today yep. on um, uh, for iOS. Um, and uh, since I got everybody addicted to Hero Academy a couple of weeks ago, I figured I'd get everybody addicted to Ticket to Ride now. I will say that it's um, increased my bathroom time by 300% having this game on my phone. <laughs> oh, let's be honest. Everyone plays those games in the bathroom. Okay? I do not play those games in the bathroom. <laughs> you are so full of it. I got a three-year-old who stands there and stares at me and talks to me when I'm in the bathroom. So, Fair enough. Okay, fair enough. Um, still playing Hero Academy with, with, a, with a vengeance. Um, I, too, play Quarrel, um, the Risk risk meets scrabble and they have a baby game um i've been playing it on ios and on xbox live arcade um it's a good game it's a good game i've heard i've heard some iffy stuff about um about the multiplayer player on xbla though Mm -hmm. um that some words because they try to filter out the offensive words so it won't even take some regular words because they somehow fall into the filter of offensive words Mm -hmm. um and there's no multiplayer on iOS yet. So. Um, I've also been playing another iOS game. And then I'm going to quit because that's all I've been playing. Believe it or not. Just those Just few. those 50. Oh, <laughs> God. It's like, what have I done this last two weeks except play games? I've done a lot. Thank you very much. Um, you you can't. You That was just confusing. <laughs> Never mind. Continue. Sorry. Um, Triple Town is another iOS game. It's, um, it's like a... Triple Town, yeah, it's like um, it's like Bejeweled meets The Sims or Sim City. It's pretty cool. So when what free? happens? It is free. Um, I think it was. Um, and what happens is when you you put three, you match three shrubs or three. Uh, patches of grass or three trees instead of just disappearing as three things they form something new so three patches of grass make a shrub three shrubs make a tree and what you do is you build your city um you build your city and you get points for how well your city is built in the end and that's how it scores it is very cool and very addictive that's sweet um so that's triple town very cool and that's what i've been playing um, I guess any game of the week? No, no. We what am I talking about? God, you just skipped everything. Just out of control. All right. So next, what you been reading? <laughs> Gee, what have I been reading? Um, we are reading currently Lisa Nakamura's uh, digital digitizing race, uh-huh. um, which is an incredible book and very important in the field. So if you have not read that and you want to do video game studies, you have got to read that book. There is no way around it. It's one of the most crucial texts, I think, um, that there is uh, that has to do with games and, and racial issues, but even like uh, even like other issues mm-hmm. um, in addition to that. It's not, it's not just about race. So it's, a, it's just an incredible book. I think it grounds almost everything I do in game studies mm-hmm. in some respect. Um, and then the other game, uh, the other game, uh, the other <laughs> book we read. What was the other one? What we Blog read? theory. Blog theory by Jody, Jody Dean. Dean. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty. <laughs> it's pretty interesting. It's broken into two parts. Where she talks in the first part about blogs, and the second part, she talks about social networks. Um, and she talks about them in interesting ways in terms of talking about um, how they operate and how people operate within them. 
Um, and she makes some great points in the book itself, but I can't say that I agree with everything that I mean, she it's, says. It's, it's like a Lacanian read of new media. It definitely is. And so, like, uh, a friend of mine is a big Lacan and Zizek fan. And, and he, he loved, loved it. it. Yeah. But he's not a new media person. And so, like, all the oversights that really bothered me. But I think, like, I have I have really low tolerance, like, just automatically. Really? When, <laughs> you better watch it. <laughs> when, automatically, when people talk about new media as, like, a foil to really talk about something else. Um, like, a lot of people do it for art. Like, I'm going to talk about new media, and then they write an entire book about art, and then they'll be like, new media is kind of like art, too. The end. Right? Um, so I'm sort of, I sort of have, like, a knee-jerk reaction, and I, I felt like at times... Well, it was super interesting, and it's not that, it, like, her concepts like communicative capitalism um, and the circuit, circuit drive, mm-hmm. like, useful concepts, but as a, as a person who really studies new media... All the time, I, I had a hard time really giving her argument too much credence be, because you can see that she doesn't do a ton of new media stuff. So like I said, for some people, it's an amazing book and was totally like breakthrough for some people um, that we know, but not my book. Not my book. Not mine either. And uh, I can admit that now that you guys have, we've, we've talked about it in yeah, class. Yeah, no, we finished talking about it. <laughs> um, but I think it's interesting for a number of reasons because it, it is it is almost kind of new media theory meets blogs meets social networks for the for the uninitiated. For the uninitiated. That's a good way to put it. Right? Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Um, because it gives people who don't do, who don't do new media, who don't do, don't do, and I say do uh, in parentheses, um, as a as a as an area of study exclusively, right? Um, a way to think about it and talk about it, and, and it and it does tend to be almost kind of the popular perception of of blogs and social networks as well, which um, is helpful to think about. Which is helpful to think about because it, it helps you to try to figure out where all this shit we hear in 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 the real world about blogs and about social networks mm-hmm. comes from yeah right but she she just she just kind of wraps it in a nice lacanian blanket right um which you know has its own set of issues but <laughs> yes it certainly does i'll just say that there's a lot of reasons i inherently don't like the book before i even read it so i i try I, you know and it's it's totally totally useful for for some folks yeah yeah it's i would say that uh, I also am rereading Ian Bogost's Persuasive Games, um, and I'm getting a ton out of it. Like, Sam, we were talking about this yesterday. Mm-hmm. I was reading it, and I'm like, did I read this the first time? Like, this is totally, like, new and different than how I remember it. Um, so I'm reading that for my dissert, rereading that for my dissertation. And then, um, Sorry. I also, don't touch my leg, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, and then uh, um, I got a Bogos new book, uh, How to Do Things with Games or whatever. How to Do Things with Video with Games. With Video Games um, that I am just a few pages into, so I haven't totally started it, so I'll probably be able to talk more about it next week. Are but, we reading that for 680? Yeah, later. Later than that. Um, so, also, a friend of mine from high school published his first book, so I'm reading that also. It's nice. called Jarmo. It is on Amazon. So there you go. How do you spell it? J-A-R-M-O. It is like a weird George R. R. Martin type fantasy with some dark humor and it's 
it's a little disturbing at times, but uh, but very funny at other times. So very enjoyable so far. It's on our Facebook. I downloaded the sample. So. Did you? Yeah. Oh, did you read it yet? No. All right. I'll, you'll have to let me know what you think. <laughs> I don't have anything to read, so. Hmm. What are you reading? What am I reading beyond classical rhetoric? Yeah, you read Isocrates <laughs> this week, right? Yes, yes, we did. Um, <clears throat> moving on to Aristotle now, which is more familiar to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did, I did, um, I'm trying to wade a little into the, the game books. Uh, so I picked up um, Reality is Broken because mm-hmm. somebody reviewed it for a class last semester and it sounded interesting. So mm-hmm. I'm not very far into it yet. What do you think about it so far? Uh, it's interesting. I don't know where her argument's going because I'm still kind of in the introduction, really, but um, it's talking about how much. Uh, people, you know, how many hours they spend playing games and, and how that's affecting the way they interact with reality and whatnot. And mm-hmm. I was just kind of thinking, I'm, I'm interested to keep going with it because it's, uh, I'm not sure that, that, that uh, I, I kept thinking back to Sharky's uh, cognitive surplus mm-hmm. where we have all this extra time anyway, so I'm not sure that it's uh, the argument that we're spending too much time playing games is really valid. Um, in comparison to the olden days and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was also kind of thinking, in, in my case, uh, when I was younger, littler, uh, probably in between Atari and Nintendo, I didn't really play games. But I read a lot, so I don't know mm-hmm. why that's so much different than playing video games. That's a good question. So, so I'm interested. I'll, I'll keep going with it. Yeah. Cool. cool. Okay, so next up, what you drinking? Nothing. Oh, I have a bottomless <laughs> cup at Grey House on a table. Waiting for you. Waiting for me. So I will be drinking coffee again shortly. And I have an apple fritter. That's Sam brought Sam brought us all apple fritters today. Yeah. It was it's bribery. What about you, Charlotte? Sparkling water from my soda stream machine. Yeah, she opened it up and it was like, I was like, damn, now I want a soda. Um, so I am drinking Diet Pepsi because Charlotte made me want one. How dare you? I know. And coffee. So I'm like super high caffeinated. Yes, I am. Yeah. So if I get a little excited and start running around the room, you'll know why. Mm-hmm. All righty. Uh... <laughs> yeah. We're going to skip news this week. I think that's a good idea. I think so. Kind of cut some time. One, because I talked a really, really long time about... Um, Skylanders, and we didn't take news notes. There's lots of news going on. We'll post some stuff on the blog. Yeah, we'll post some stuff on the blog. Okay, so next up, that was Alex Lane's segment anyway. Indie Games of the Week. What was my segment? News? News is your segment, too. How is news my segment? You always do news. Whatever. Okay, Indie Game of the Week. Jamestown. Uh, This game is sweet for particular (laughs) types of people. So... If you, you know how they have the, uh, the Pac-Man and, what's that, what's that, uh, space shooter, uh, battle, uh. Which one? Yeah, the space shooter, old arcade style. Space Invaders? Space Invaders. So, you know how they have, like, the Pac-Man Space Invaders (laughs) combo for the, uh, old arcade machines? If you chose Space Invaders over Pac-Man, this is the game for you. Um, it's, it starts out, it's a, it's a new indie game. But it's uh, it came in the humble bundle. Mm-hmm. But it uh, it's total old school graphics, um, old school everything, even like game mechanics. You use Z, X, and spacebar, right? Uh, and the arrows, of course. Um, but it's kind of funny. Like the dialogue's pretty funny and kind of witty, 
And I mean, the gra- the graphics. I mean, you compare it to something like trying to. The graphics are horrible, but they're really well done if you compare it to like other retro type games. Um, and uh, did you bring it up there? Mm-hmm. No. All right. Uh, and uh, here is why I think that it's worth getting um even though it just sort of is a replay of space invaders uh, because they you, so you're this like guy and you're helping you're helping this army um fight off this invasion right so you're like flying around and you're shooting these missiles and stuff at things just like you do in space invaders um but when you kill things it like explodes into giant gold rings and gold coins that like shower down on you um so it's like so you make it rain. So you make it fucking <laughs> rain in there. Thank you. That is. I was trying to figure out a way to describe it. You make it rain. So like you're not just blowing stuff up, but you are like really blowing the whole screen up. Um, and it's really easy to kill things. Uh, so that's fun because it's not hard. It's not a hard game. Um, I had been playing Bit Trip Runner in my, if I had like 10 minutes here, 10 minutes there. Um, and this is a much more satisfying game to play because you can, play it for a short amount of time and get somewhere. Um, and so I, I'm not a huge, I'm not like an alien space invader shooter type player. Um, and, um, and not even a really that much of a retro player, um, very often, but I could, I'm definitely going to be sinking some time into this cause it's just, it's just sort of fun. There's not, there's a little bit of a story like you are this disenfranchised, hero warrior and you're trying to like win the respect back of your people because you've been like exiled uh so or clear your name you're just trying to clear your name so i don't know it's just a stupid stupid story but but it's a uh, it's funny and just the it, the gameplay itself is very very fun so so now alex lane is fascinated with making it rain we're gonna see her at every strip joint locally <laughs> <laughs> that's right i will take my paycheck and ones Thank you very much. Here's your seven ones, Alex. Thank you. Oh, no. <laughs> so uh, that that's my indie game of the week. Um, if you got the humble bundle, Breakout Jamestown. If you haven't played it yet, Breakout Jamestown. Have you played it yet? It was, you got no, I have not played it yet. It's a uh, it's pretty fun. It it gets out some aggression. I kind of had a headache and I played it and I was like, yeah, and then I felt better. That's so like I kind of had a headache this morning before I had sixteen mm-hmm. cups of coffee. Now I feel better too. I feel great. Yeah. So that's it. My indie game of the week was supposed to be Quarrel. But I dug Jamestown more than Quarrel, so that's why I did that one. I kind of dug Quarrel. I, I didn't not dig it, but Jamestown was fun. I'm a I'm a word game fanatic. Yeah, I I figured out that I'm actively playing probably four different word games. Um, three of them are with friends, mm-hmm. so there's um words with friends, scramble with friends, and hanging with friends. Hanging with friends. But I'm I'm ready to get rid of two of them. Yeah, I'm ready to get rid of two of them. Don't tell Sarah that. <laughs> on that note, <laughs> uh, on to the issue of the week. Uh, the issue of the week. <laughs> Charlotte, don't sing. <laughs> <Stop singing. laughs> I don't think anybody who knows me would believe that. Yeah. So this week. Um, we are doing um, yet another of our time capsule episodes, and this week we're doing uh, gas lighting in games.
It's the Not Your Mama's Gamer Video Game Time Capsule. So, our time capsule episodes are this. Um, we take um, one or two, <laughs> depending on whether or not we can choose, of our favorite games um, of, the, of the theme for that week and place them in a time capsule. Because we recognize that games are cultural artifacts that tell a lot about who we are as people and as a society. Um, and once placed in this time capsule, the time capsule will be buried and unearthed in no less than 100 years. Of course, along with the software, we also place all of the necessary hardware um, that those who find this game in 100 years will need to play it. So keep your arguments, meow, 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 they won't have a Wii in the future to yourself. Exactly. So this <laughs> week, <laughs> we have chosen games um, that do some interesting things with gaslighting. Now, for those who don't know what gaslighting is, gaslighting is a, is a concept that actually comes from um, the play um, and the film adaptations of the play of Gaslight. So gaslighting is a, a form of, of psychological abuse. Um, I like your definition the way that you put it. You. Um, where um, false information is presented to the protagonist um, or the victim of the psychological abuse with the intent of making them doubt themselves, doubt their memory, doubt their perception of, of events. Um, so it's kind of that, no, really, the sky's not blue, you're crazy. And uh, so being told that over and over again until you say, oh, well, maybe the sky's not blue, maybe I am crazy. Um, we see it often, we see it not only in the film Gaslight, but we also see it in psychological thrillers all the time. Oh, uh, tons of them. Tons right? Um, and... Mm-hmm. Most of the time, the victim of, of this of this abuse is is a woman, right? right. Um, who is being told, um, you know, no, nothing terrible is happening to you. You're make, you're you're making it all up. Um, you're hysterical. You're all of these other interesting things. Um, and there's definite gaslighting going on in video games. Um, we're going to talk about gaslighting in games today. We're going to talk about which games we see gaslighting in, which ones we would choose if we wanted to um, put a gaslighting game into a time capsule. Yeah, I'm going to make people choose. We're going to choose one. So you got to choose the best one. I'll do what I want. <laughs> of course you will, Alex. <laughs> um, and uh, so uh, because Charlotte is our guest, we'll let her go first. Oh, that's so nice. Uh, I would have to choose Heavy Rain, I think, um, because both because I felt like the what was it Ethan, Ethan mm-hmm. was gaslighted, and then also I feel a little bit like I was by the game. Um, I actually finished it last week and, and spent some time this week trying to change the decisions uh, <laughs> to make myself feel better, uh, but it doesn't really significantly change anything. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> I'm not sure I even really understand how they made him crazy, but. They made him think he was the killer when he wasn't, mm-hmm. and um, I, I felt I felt a little, um, I don't even know. The whole thing makes me very uncomfortable. The game makes me uncomfortable. Really? The ending makes me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because, you know, I, I originally got the unpunished um, ending where he's walking down the street, mm-hmm. and then uh, I went back and changed some decisions, and, and the only thing that really changes is that he's, um, now he's, now you see a gravesite, right? So I feel like they, they set the game up. I'm going to replay it to, to test this, but I feel like they set the game up to convince you that you have control and the decisions you make 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 a difference, and I don't I don't know if I believe that anymore. And, and the hype around it was that 
the killer changed depending yeah. on your choices, which it doesn't. It doesn't seem like nothing happened. Yeah. So it's like you're just making these choices and there's, there's no significant difference in the outcome that I've seen so far. Um, so, and, and I, I just, I, so what do you think it will say about us as a culture in a hundred years? <laughs> uh, I don't know that we'll believe anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's interesting. I don't know. It's a much gas. That is an interesting question. I don't know. Um, the gaslighting scene that I like the most and hate the most in that game is the um, the scene where the girl is dreaming or not. Oh God. That see, and, and I can understand when you talk about with, with the, how the game is disturbing to you, because I've told this story before that scene, that section of the game actually gave me a migraine. Right. It, right. it physically made me ill. I had to turn the game off and go to bed. Um, and that is, go ahead, I'm, gonna you, I'm not going to steal your thunder. No, so no, gonna, no, go ahead. I mean, but that, that's the scene where, oh, what's her name? The, the insomniac girl. The son, do you remember? Um, I, I can't remember her name. I just replayed that. Where she too. is dreaming or not, and she's in her apartment. Um, and the oh, men yeah. break in, yeah. right? Um, and she is, she is they're, they're trying to kill slash rape her. Right. Right? So you, you never know exactly what's going on. You don't, how many, don't know how many of them there are. You don't know how many there are. And you're fighting these guys. And you get you finally get away from them. You go in the bathroom. You lock the door. You turn around. And there's one there. And he slits your throat. Mm-hmm. Right. And it just fucking freaked me out. Because, I mean, it's really intense. Because the, the, the moment you, like, get rid of one of these guys, there's another one. And another one. And another one. So you're like frantically running around the apartment. And every time you think you're safe or running to safety, you run into another one of these guys that's in your apartment. Mm -hmm. And then when you finally kind of say, finally, I have fucking gotten away. I've gotten to the bathroom, locked myself in. You turn around. And then there's no escape at that point. Right? And there never was any escape. There never was. You can't get around that scene. You can't change the scene. You can't change the scene. There's nothing you can do. You can't run out the door. You can't just, no matter what, this is going to happen. Right? So no matter, you know, no matter what happens, you're going to die. Right. Right? Anyway. Which is a hard thing to experience, especially like in games we're so used to really shitty things happening, but then we avenge them. Right? Right, but them. she hasn't died, so we just just say right. he slits her throat and she wakes up. She wakes up, right, right, right. But it, it yeah, it is frustrating, especially because you're supposed to be able, like Charlotte was saying, you're supposed to be able to control the outcome of this game. Mm-hmm. So you're just like frantically hitting X to Jason, and you just can't get away. Yeah, and then that's right. a, yeah. And I just think that 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 just gets worse at the end. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what you do if you like. Originally, I didn't drink. Um, I don't want to make spoilers. Can I talk about? <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> Is this for heavy rain? Yeah. Uh, it's okay, fine. So, yeah. It's been out so long. Okay. So originally I didn't drink the poison because I thought, well, this this kid's um, probably had enough trauma in his life, so I need to try to stay alive and go get him. So, of course, that doesn't work out for me. So then I go back and think, okay, I'm going to drink the poison. See what happens now. The same thing. Mm-hmm. That's the, what, so what difference does it make? Yeah. Another thing that really disturbed me about it was the end where the, um, I don't remember his name, the killer. Do you remember his name? You just played it. Origami? No, I mean like the actual killer. Oh. What's his name? Sam? Yeah. So when he's uh, saying, he goes and meets Ethan and he says, you know, I, uh, I've i met you before. And then they flash back to the when his other son was killed. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. So we're just going to put all of, this, all of this misery on this one guy? 
I, I just don't know. Yeah. It's disturbing. <laughs> it is. I mean, it is. And this is one of the games that I think, I mean, but Heavy Rain was just this new genre of game. And it mm-hmm. worked too well. I mean, not too well, but it did. It worked well. I mean, it made me experience games that I, in ways I have not experienced games yep. in 35 fucking years. Yep. Right? I mean, I have not had, I mean, I've had games give me a headache before because I played for too long. Or I've had games give me a headache before because, you know, they were poorly, you know, poorly shot and, you know, it made me queasy or whatever. Right. But no, a game that actually made me ill because of the experience, right? Because of the narrative and the way that it drew me, drew me, drew me mm-hmm. as a gamer and as a person into the narrative, Right. Was is really kind of is saying something. It's it's done a lot more than it thinks it has. Right. Right. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I like that one. It's a good one. That is a good one. What about you, Alex Lane? Um, okay, so I I went I was between a few choices. Um, Heavy Rain was one of them, which I didn't pick. Um, another one that I was going to throw out there to see if you guys thought it was gaslighting or not um, is Binding of Isaac. Because it's a randomly a random generated game, mm-hmm. so every time you play through, it's different. Um, and as a gamer, that mm. sort of messed with me, you know, because you're so used to like getting down a path. But if you die, like you die, and you go back to the, your whatever start point, and everything is different, so you can't find your same to your same. You can will never go the same way through the tunnels and stuff. Or the basement that you went in before. So I don't know if that was really gaslighting, like gaslighting the player, but... I don't know about gaslighting the player, but I can see it definitely being gaslighting um, of... Is is the little boy in the the game Isaac? Isaac? Yeah. I was going to say, is his name actually Isaac? Um, I can definitely see how he's gaslighted, and I never thought about that before. I never thought about him being gaslighted because, you know, he's got the the crazy mother telling him, I'm not really killing you. I'm sacrificing you to God, right? After she, like, tortured him by taking his toys away and, like, all of the... And locking him in in his room. Yeah, all this crazy shit. So, yeah, you know, all of the the ways that he gets tortured and, um, well, murdered initially in in, in it... Um, it, it, but it does actually work, right? Because, I mean, here what we have is a, an abusive parent. And the, this game actually takes place in this kid's psyche. I mm-hmm. mean, if you think sure. about it, he's sure. fighting monsters in his psyche. But what he's actually sure. fighting is a crazy-ass abusive mother. Right. So, I mean, none of what none of what we see, none of what we play is actually happening. All of this is taking place in this kid's head. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, if you actually think about what it does, I mean, because he's still the same little kid who's been locked in a room and is being abused by um, a crazy religious zealot. Right. So all of the demons and shit that he sees are the demons and shit that are put in his head by his crazy ass mother. I never thought about that. Mm. I'm sorry, did I just spoil it for you? No. <laughs> that's interesting. I, I just mean, never thought about it like that. Yeah, I mean, because I mean, that's the only reality could, that it could be. Yeah. I mean, he's still in his room. He's right. not really in hell. Right. Right, and these randomly generated dungeons. He's just this is all crazy. Well, he's, he's... He's retreated into his mind. He's retreated into his mind. Yeah. And he's retreated into the into the reality that, that his, his mother has created for him. Hmm. Of all the things that she's trying to save him from. So that is definitely gaslighting then. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Mm. 
Well, way to go, Alex. All right. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe I should put that one in. Well, I'll, well wait. Uh, I also picked Trauma, uh, which was a little indie game. Um, that wasn't my type of game, but it messes with you. You lose your mind. Um, something happens, you're in an accident, you experience some sort of trauma, and you lose your uh, memory, not your mind, your memory, and you have to go around and find these photographs to try and piece together pieces of your memory. But you don't get them back linearly. So, like, you sort of get these flashes, but it's not what you think, and it sort of, like, messes with you, and you can't really tell the story, but then you get a little piece of this, and then you're like, no, that's not true. So, like, I think that's just sort of, like, a classic um, classic uh, example of, of, of gaslighting. Mm-hmm. Um, as you have lost your memory and you're trying to get it back. Mm-hmm. It's like Memento. I was going to say, it sounds like Memento. Yeah, that's a good movie. Uh, all right, uh, what else? Uh, Resident Evil, specifically Resident Evil 2, I picked. Um, I love that game, first of all. Um, but I think that was not the first. I'm going to talk about the first and the second, but that was probably the first like big AAA-type title that I played mm-hmm. that I think had gaslighting in it because um, it had such good like sound and graphics so like you'd be walking around with your guns in the umbrella corp right and you'd hear like little noises here and little things there and then like the first time um one of those like weird like crawling zombies comes at you like off the ceiling right you're like totally freaking out Mm -hmm. but then then there's like also this whole level of like corporation institution against you as well not just you're not just fighting zombies but you're also uncovering like this crazy conspiracy type thing as you go along. Um, and I liked that one too, because it had a female character. Mm-hmm. And cause like we said, gaslighting, if we were going to be telling the future about what gaslighting is, that would be something that you would, um, you would want to convey. Mm-hmm. Um, I also picked uh, the instance Karazhan uh, in world of Warcraft um, because I have never in my entire life played uh, a game that I was more frustrated with than when I tried to go with groups into Karazhan. You have to go with these huge groups, and you'll be, like, walking, and all of a sudden everyone will disappear. And then they're like, hey, where are you? Come on. And you're like, what? I have no idea where everybody went. And they're like, you're supposed to click on the portal. And I was like, oh, okay, I had no idea, right? Like, and there's a million different ways through it, and there's a million different ways to, like, cut out different scenes, and you can cut out, like, almost any of the bosses. And so I remember, um, what was it, 2000 working on my master's and just feeling like I was completely insane because of this instance there was just no way to go through it linearly and it was totally crazy so I picked that did you ever play Karazhan? Mm-mm. it was awful uh, let's see okay so then I picked one that I, I just played a, a um, demo of it's called Stockholm an Exploration of True Love I picked this one because you are the gaslighter in this now, this is a disgusting game. So what you do is you kidnap a woman, and then you are trying to physically and psychologically abuse her. Stockholm Syndrome, as it suggests, you're trying to get her to fall in love with the capture. So you are literally gaslighting her in every single way possible um, in this game uh, to, try and, to try and mess with her mind. Mm-hmm. So... Um, the, the demo that I, that I got was only like a minute, so I didn't get that much, so I didn't get that much into the actual gameplay, but, um, but I thought I would throw it out there because I think that's sort of unique that you are the gaslighter mm-hmm. trying to mess with people. Um, not that I'm advocating anybody goes and plays it because it was really gross. Uh, and I'm always going to throw this out there. The ultimate first gaslighting game, Battleship. Discuss. 
Because you're trying to uh, battleship. I guess I can see that right? one. Because you're you're trying to, you know, it's like, oh shit, where are they gonna hit me next? Right? Uh, they're gonna get me. They're gonna beat me, kind of thing. Uh, I don't know. And you're like trying to place your you're trying to like place your ships like to outwit them, right? You want to make them think that you're over here, but you're over there. You want to make them think that you're gonna spread them up, but you're gonna put them all together. And then like when they're trying to like hit you, right? Like if they hit you at this point, and then they try and go down. You know, you're like, oh, shoot, no, I just hope you don't go down. So then they're like, go down, and they're like, no, it's a sideways ship, ha <laughs> ha, you know. I, th- I, think it's, I, think it's, I think it's the first gaslighting game. <laughs> okay. Plus, Battleship's coming on as a movie, so it's timely. It's timely? Mm-hmm. I don't know about Battleship as a movie. That's going to be weird. I don't know either. That's going to be crazy. That's going to be nuts. So, so what would you choose? Um, I'm going to pick Resident Evil. Resident Evil 2, specifically. Um, but I think almost any of the Resident Evils will work because I haven't played the newest one. Um, Revelations was the newest one, right? The one that Revelations is the one that came out on the DS. Okay. Yeah, so um, I haven't played that one, but I picked Resident Evil because it's the only one that had a female protagonist um, and it was one of the earlier ones that just had some pretty classic gaslighting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But now that we talked about Binding of Isaac, I kind of want to pick that one. But you said I can only pick one. I like Binding of Isaac. I also pick Binding of Isaac. (laughs) (laughs) I was going into this thinking I was picking Resident Evil, but now after that discussion, I change it. Out the window. Binding of Isaac. There you go. And it's going to tell the future how messed up we are. In terms of religious zealotry? (laughs) And if you make a crack... I'm not making any cracks. None. None. Mm -hmm. All right. So I went through and I was thinking about games um, that had gaslighting. And, and of course, they're they're usually, and I will say usually, uh, games that have kind of really developed narratives. Um, So I threw out a bunch of games in my head. It's like, like, oh, Beyond Good and Evil to a certain extent. Um... Because we have, what is her name? Jade, mm-hmm. um, who is going through to kind of capture these images of um, flora and fauna on the planet um, as they start to disappear. And they're not sure why they're disappearing, but it, she's still being kind of told, well, everything's okay, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, the classic kind of, but not really deep into the narrative of the game itself. So that one was in there. Um, the Longest Journey, where we have April Ryan, who is the, she is literally the bridge between science and magic. <laughs> um and so she's going through and she's trying to figure out and there's weird things happening. This is because I mean, she's a 16 year old girl and there's weird things happening in the world around her. And initially people are like, well, no, I think, you know, you're just kind of imagining this, you know, you're 16, blah, blah, blah. You know, you know, this is something you'll get, you'll get over, you'll get through. And the longest journey is one of my favorite games in all the world. One of my favorite adventure games. Um, so I had to throw that one in there. Can I, can I make a real life connection to that? Sure. Um, have you guys read the... Okay, so you heard about the Powell, the dude who blew up his house with his two kids. Oh, my God, yes. Have you seen the transcript of the social worker who tried to call 911? Yeah. It is freaking horrible. So she calls 911, and I think that this, one, is part gaslighting, and two, because she is a woman, I think this was happening to her. Right. 
Um, and I think that's why it makes me so mad. I was sitting there like last night trying to figure out why I keep like looking at the transcript and rereading it. And it just like, I can't remember the last time I was this pissed off about something, right? So you go through the transcript and she's like, okay, I'm a social worker. I'm on a visitation. I got to the house. The kids ran in. The, the dad slammed the door. He's not supposed to blah, blah, blah. You know. Because she was supposed to be supervising the visit. She was supposed to be supervising. And he's like, okay, so who's the supervisor? And she's like, I am. He's like, so you're supervising yourself. And she's like, I am the supervisor. And he's like, so who's supervising you? And she's like, I am the supervisor with Child Protective Services. And he's like, I don't understand. How can you supervise your own supervised visit? Like, oh, oh my wow. God. So it, okay, from the beginning of this phone call, it took seven minutes for them to send a cop car. And wow. he goes, well, I don't know how long it's going to be because there might be life-threatening situations. And she is like, there, I smell gasoline. This guy was... Just a, lost custody just of his Just lost kids. custody of these kids. He's been, he's under charges for child pornography. Like, he is not stable. His wife disappeared a year ago. His wife disappeared right. a year ago. This is a high-profile case. He's like, well, there's, you know, there might be life and death situations out there. I really, this might be totally awful of me because we don't have the whole story, but I hope that person lays awake for the rest of their life thinking about that conversation because I just cannot freaking believe that that happened. Yeah, because he totally, completely blew her off um, while she's saying that all these horrible things are happening. And I just, it's like the whole thing, like, oh, so you're supervising yourself? Like, look, she can't be any more clear. Like, I am a supervisor with Child Protective Services. Josh Powell's the dad. And then she's like... And then he's like, well, what's the address? Can you, and she's like, I don't, I don't know the address off the top of my head. Can you GPS it? And she, he says no. And they do have GPS capability for cell phones. Also, he made her get her license plate number, tell him her the color of her car, all before he sent a police car. Mm -hmm. What was that the point crazy. of that? Oh, what car do you drive? A Prius. He's blocking you from getting out of the driveway? No, he's in the house. Well, what color is your Prius? What year? What's your, what's your license plate? Like, what? Like, so anyway. I'm sorry. Wow. That just reminded me of that. Yeah. I'm it's enraged. horrible. It's horrible. <sighs> um, other gaslighting games that I kind of threw out there. Um, I think any of the Tomb Raider games. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I would put that on mine, but I thought you had it. Uh, any of the Tomb Raider one. games. Laura Croft, of course. You know, she is, she is not only female, but she's a socialite. Mm -hmm. um, so it, it seems ridiculous to people that she would go off and do these adventuring kind of things. Um, so she, of course, is crazy for doing these adventuring kinds of things. And, and, and um, so that is one instance of gaslighting. But then at the same time, even when she is on adventures from time to time, when people kind of are like um, flipping allegiances and are turning against her, they're still trying to make her think. That, oh, yeah, we're still with you. But then all the same, at the same time, this is the person that 30 seconds later in, in the game, we're going to come stab you in the back. Mm -hmm. um, classic gaslighting. Classic gaslighting. Um, Parasite Eve, um, which is another one that is um, where uh, you have your protagonist, a female protagonist whose name just totally escaped me. Um, and I just sang that. Um, <laughs> uh, who is actually um, tracking mitochondrial Eve or who is tracking a demon character. Um, and she is, she herself is kind of mitochondrial Eve and is transforming, um, into this elemental character, perhaps we will call her instead of a demon. Um, and, uh, but all the time people are telling her she's, she's crazy and, and all the stuff that she thinks is happening to her and the visions that she's seeing are not there. Mm -hmm. Um, and because Sarah's not here, I thought I'd throw that one in just for a me good measure. It's Silent Hill. 
Yeah. Um, I think you could choose any of the Silent Hill games and uh, and have that be the case. Um, I want to hear your explanation for this next one. And this, okay, this was one, and, and I always say I'd never played the Mario games or um, the Zelda games as a kid. Clearly, I played more Mario games than I thought because I was thinking to myself, I was like, there's a Mario game where this happens. Um, and I needed to figure out which one it was because I could remember the scene. I could clearly see it, and I could not remember which one it was. And I was like, clearly it must have been Super Princess Peach mm-hmm. because um, that's one I had played a lot and I had written a paper about and I, I knew well when and I started, I played through God knows how much of Super Princess Peach wasn't Super Princess Peach. I went back and played um, some of the older um, Mario games that had like larger narratives built in. Um, and after playing like three, four, five Mario games, I finally came across the one it was. It was Super Paper Mario. Super Paper Mario was the one that came out for the Wii, mm-hmm. right? Um, it was the um, the remake or the rehash of Paper Mario and the Mario RPG kind of mashed together to make Super Paper Mario. It was a big, really, it was really successful. It right? was. It was yeah. really successful. It was a big release. Um, but it had this huge kind of introductory cinematic at the beginning that was like 20 minutes long. Um, and... Princess Peach actually marries Bowser at the beginning of this game. What? And she's kind of and she's kind of hypnotized mm-hmm. um, by Count Black and his minion, um, so that she she so she agrees to marry him, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then she ends up in the castle and she's always trying to sneak out. And they're like, "Oh no, you're not really locked in this room. We're just keeping you safe." From Mario, who's going to do terrible things to you, kind of thing. Um, so she gets gaslighted. Mm. Um, and she marries she marries Bowser. Yeah. Pr- when I said that you had Mario on here, I thought it was going to be about like how the princess is always moving castles. Like He always thinks he gets there. And the princess in the other castle? No. This is actually... She oh. actually marries Bowser in wow. this one. And she's, she's brainwashed. Yeah. Into saying, I do... <laughs> um, so that one I threw out there. And then Siberia. Which... If you have not played, um, it's an adventure game, point-and-click adventure. It is absolutely beautiful. Um, it is about um, the protagonist whose name is Kate. Um, she is an attorney who has gone to this little kind of European, uh, no, it's actually French, French village um, to acquire um, an automaton factory that is owned by this old woman. Um, who dies before she gets there. So they're burying her when she gets there. Um, and then um, there's a rumor that's, that that uh, from she initially hears from a little kid um, who s- seems to be cognitively delayed in some way, uh-huh. um, that the old woman had a brother who was like him, um, but disappeared a long time ago. Um, so of course, of course, uh, Kate's going, well, I, you know, in her mind, I got to find this brother, um, because he actually owns this factory now, but then because the factory is the only thing in the city that Mm kind of keeps the city going, everybody in the city is like, there's no brother. That kid's stupid. He's slow. You know, birds of a feather flock together. You don't want to believe what he believes because, you know, you're going to be slow, too. Right. You know, you've seen this being slow, too. No, we just want to bring the city back to, you know, 
we want to bring the city back to what it used to be. It used to be all these great things. No, there's no brother. He's dead. He's been gone. He's been gone since before I was born. All this other stuff. Yeah. So you know, she's being, and then of course she's working for um, a firm that's trying to acquire this um, this factory. Um, so that it can can reopen the factory, and they're telling her the same thing, you know. So she's constantly being told, even though she she's hearing and and she's finding evidence that there may be a brother that she's crazy and there's no brother. Um, Sounds cool. It is actually really cool. So if I had to choose one, yeah, what you picking? You got a good list. I got a good list. I think. I think the one that I would choose um, because you chose Binding of Isaac. And Charlotte chose um, Heavy Rain. God, that's a hard one. It is. I I would have to say that, (laughs) you can read a countdown. Um, I would have to say that I would probably choose, it's it's a toss-up for me, between Parasite Eve. Uh Um. Because it was actually, Parasite Eve was like one of those really good games that people never think about anymore. And I don't know how well it was, it actually sold. Sure. Because um, that, that would have been 99 or 2000. Yeah. Um, the original one. But they, then there was Parasite Eve 2 and 3, I believe. Mm-hmm. I think I thought all. Um, and Siberia. I think I would probably choose, I would probably choose... Okay, I'm I'm not gonna choose Siberia because I I would if, if I were to choose and Charlotte has not made her choice I would choose Siberia because it's a point and click adventure game and I think it's important because it 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 shows how the narrative progresses and how you as the gamer progress the narrative as well as how you get tied up in Kate's character as one being gaslighted as well because you almost have to to buy into the gaslighting um, in order to continue the narrative cool. right yeah absolutely. Um, so I I would choose that one, but for the sake of of variety, I'm gonna choose Parasite Eve. I'm gonna choose Parasite Eve. It sounds like a pretty good example. It is a great example. It was a great game because, like I said, it, it is um, it's it's more like survival. It's like half survival horror, half shooter. Yeah, it's cool. That's cool. Um, and it, it was one of the first games that went into kind of great detail. While, you know, there's it was an open world-ish game. Right. Um, but it wasn't just walking through kind of dungeons kind of thing. There was lots of exploration. So there was lots of adventure game elements to it as well. It was like, um, it was like meshing together um, Resident Evil with... an open world game where you do a lot of exploration like Fable or sure. um, kind of an RPG elements as well. So I'm going to choose I'm going to choose Parasite Eve because I want to do some genre mix up. But if we hadn't, weren't doing genre mix up it definitely would be Siberia. I like that. I like our capsule this week. I like our capsule this week. I think it's good. Alright. So that's our capsule for the week. And now Deals for broke-ass gamers. Um, there's some... Uh, most of the stuff that's out this week um, is... It's kind of a... It's a big release week. 
because we had Kingdoms of Alamar, Resident Evil Revelations come out this week. Um, last week was was it, last week was the Darkness two and um, Final Fantasy thirteen yep. two. Yep. So we've had like lots of AAA titles come out in the last two weeks. So you've got all kinds of deals going on those. Some people are, you know, selling them for $49.99. Some are, you know, get, you know, Target's giving gift cards back. So there's all kinds of those deals from broke ass gamers going on. Um, and but there are also some pretty good ones like uh, Amazon is one of the companies, and I think some other folks are doing this, are running the same one for the Sims games for PC. You buy one, get one free. Not for Mac. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And that's the expansion packs? Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because the, the the games, the discs were on Macs and PCs. Yep. You see your hours slipping away. I'm buying that <laughs> second <laughs> I get back to my computer. Buy one, get one free. Um, and then Amazon also has, if you buy Lego Pirates of the Caribbean for 3DS, you get one uh, Disney DS game for 50% off. So cool. if you want to buy... Um, Lego Pirates of the Caribbean, and you got a kid, you can get a good Disney game for 50% off. Um, Steam games, uh, Plants vs. Zombies for two bucks. So if you haven't played, I mean, and that's like 80% off because it's usually 10 bucks. So if you haven't played Plants vs. Zombies, and I don't know that there are many people out there who haven't, but if you haven't, it is just plain fun. Um, For two bucks, you can have, um, you can have a copy for your, for your, computer pc or mac um at good old good old games all of the topware games are 50 percent off that includes ultimate 7 um real tournament um a lot of the good old a lot of the good a lot of the good old games um yeah uh by topware 50 percent off this week good games always has good deals yeah good old games has great deals um and they're drm free which is important. Yeah. I'm still waiting for them to get Grim Fandango. Mm-hmm. I have Grim Fandango on disc, but I really just want to be able to install it and not have to worry about discs. Yeah. All right. Cool. So I think that that actually, wow, um, brings us to the end of another, that's our 28th. 28th. Wow. Uh, episode of Not Your Mama's Gamer. Um, if you want to uh, send us questions, make comments, please um, feel free to email us at nymgamer at gmail.com. Um, you can uh, like us on Facebook and participate in the conversation that goes on there. We are Not Your Mama's Gamer there, um, and that's our the name of our fan page. Um, you can follow us on Twitter um, at, at nymgamer. Um, and as always, um, we have um, our blog going where you can see uh, blog posts in between in the interim. Yeah, we've been pretty slow the last couple of weeks, but we're picking back up. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta give us, give us a little bit of time, you know, get, get, get running, get some traction. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, that's uh, nymgamer.com. Uh, definitely visit us there, leave us comments, start a conversation, start a shitstorm with Alex Lane. She likes to argue with people. Um, I take it seriously. She you takes know, it seriously. I will stay up all night thinking of re- responses. Um, and remember, if you want um, your own, your very own NYM Gamer um, t-shirt, you can uh, send us an email um, from the uh, from the blog um, and let us know 
you guys, you want a t-shirt? Uh, where you want to send? Um, where your money is? And uh, what size you need? Yep. And we'll happily send you a t-shirt. Um, and I think that that's about it. I believe so. I believe so. Um, I was going to gaslight you for a little bit, but... I know. We forgot. We didn't do the issue. Um, <laughs> so, uh, until next time, uh, winter is upon us. It's snowing here. Um, stay warm, stay safe, and game on. Game on.